And now, the class oration will be given by Abby Owens Fakuri. Someone once told me, the only person you need to impress is yourself, and once you've done this, you become fearless. I'll let the profoundness of that statement sink in before I shatter your contemplative silence with my initial reaction to those words, which was, what? The first part of that adage sounds cliche. The only person you need to impress is yourself. So for a long time, I dismissed it as such. However, after hearing the phrase several more times, I began to think about the second part, becoming fearless, and to consider that fearlessness as a consequence of impressing yourself. Now that's interesting. As human beings, it is in our nature to seek affirmation from those around us. I think that we often get so absorbed by this need for external validation that we don't stop to consider how we view ourselves. Unless, of course, we do something poorly. Then no one's approval can save you from the spiral of self-deprecation, and even the most vehement praise is reduced to empty words. Now, what does that idea have to do with impressing ourselves? Nothing. It simply shows the power of our self-image. If we aren't proud of something we've done, the affirmation we so earnestly seek becomes meaningless in an instant. If our self-image is this powerful, then what would happen if we were unabashedly proud of ourselves, impressed even, and so much so that others' affirmation did not determine our perception of our worth. What could we do with that kind of liberation? That's up to you to decide because you'll no longer fear other people's opinions when making decisions. What I mean is that external input will no longer affect your self-image, therefore you'll seek wise counsel, but ultimately you'll feel confident and empowered to make your own decision. The road to achieving your goals becomes unobstructed by the mountains you would have climbed to win other people's approval. You can chase your dreams fearlessly not only because of your self-assurance, but also because you know who you are. When you reach a point of satisfaction with yourself, you discover who you really are, because if the decisions you make in your mind resonate with your heart, then you'll know you've found something. Once you have the courage and the confidence to... We're being interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Once you have the courage and the confidence to think for yourself and consider what would make you happy and bring you fulfillment, then you begin to live on your own terms. Civil rights leader and philosopher Howard Thurman once said, don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive and go do it, because what the world needs is more people who have come alive. To seek and pursue what makes us come alive, we must be fearless because fearlessness is what it will take to conquer our self-doubt, drown out the contrasting voices of those around us, and put our hearts on the line. Because when we put our souls into something, the stakes are much higher, but so is the reward. I looked up the word impress in Merriam-Webster's dictionary, and the second entry intrigued me. It reads, to affect especially forcibly or deeply. You have to find the thing that changes your life, that affects you deeply, and the only person you need to impress while doing that thing is yourself, because only you can put in the time and devotion to act on that passion. Let me tell you a story about a time I deeply impressed myself, and not in a conceited way, but in a humbling and life-changing way. 
It was the Christmas season of 2020. I was driving down Northwest Expressway after picking up gifts for my family when I passed a woman standing on the island at the intersection of Belle Isle Boulevard and Northwest Expressway. She was selling hand-knitted socks. I wanted to buy some, but I didn't have any cash on me, so I had to sit at the light and try not to look at her, feeling shameful and guilty. I felt heavy all the way home and as I walked into my house. But it wasn't the weight of the bags filled with the many Christmas gifts I had just purchased that burdened me. I was still thinking about the woman who worked hard at an honest trade and was trying to make a living, and it made me upset to think how much easier I had it than her. So I put some cash in my pocket and got back in my car, my brother Jacob in tow, and drove to that intersection at Northwest Expressway. To my dismay, when I arrived, traffic was moving unusually fluidly, leaving me no time to stop and buy the hand-knitted socks from the woman on the corner. I was a little put out, but I had come that far and I knew I needed to follow through. So I parked at Whiskey Cake, a restaurant across the street. I looked both ways, mom and dad, and traversed my way across the perilous path on foot. <laughs> now this may come as a shock, but this particular intersection at Northwest Expressway does not have a crosswalk. So I had to battle traffic on my own. Yes, I darted across the four-lane street and held up trucks, SUVs, and other large vehicles that, on foot, are rather scary. I finally arrived on the island, and the woman selling socks looked at me rather incredulously. How did you get here, she asked. I'd like to buy some socks, I replied, out of breath, intentionally ignoring her question. She smiled and held out her bag. I carefully picked my way through multicolored woven creations and selected three pairs of socks. She had to raise her voice over car horns and engines to say, in February, I'll have Valentine's socks too. She said it without uncertainty and without fear. I wondered where she would live until then, where she'd get the colorful yarn and how she had the grace to make her socks despite those uncertainties and give smiles to those she met. In the silence that followed, I scanned her little island and found a satchel, a chair, and a sign that read socks, $5 a pair. I counted out $15 and said, is this enough? Yes, yes, that's just fine, she replied. It seemed that money was the last thing on her mind. I truly think she was more joyful about sharing her craft and having someone to talk to. She took money with a smile and tucked it into her pocket. I was so humbled by the woman's smile, which shone from her face despite the cold and despite having to stand on a street corner at Christmas. It was almost unfathomable that she gave that smile to me, a crazy girl who drives a nice car and who ran across one of the busiest streets in the city. I was so affected, impressed even, by my audacity and her gratitude that the trucks and the SUVs that I ticked off on my way back did not seem nearly as big. Her smile wiped my fear away. That moment showed me that spontaneous and small acts of kindness make me feel more fulfilled than any accolade or award. Because I impressed myself and allowed myself to be moved by the woman selling socks on the street, I now fearlessly embrace any chance to perform the small act of kindness. Some might think that in order to impress our greatest critic, which is ourselves, we must do something grand and do it loudly and fiercely. But ferocity does not imply volume or bravado. You can be fiercely kind, fiercely loyal, or fiercely gentle. And staying fiercely true to ourselves only comes after discovering who we truly are, by impressing ourselves and becoming fearless. Yesterday at the dinner table, someone said to me for the thousandth time, Abby, the only person you need to impress is yourself, and once you've done this, you become fearless. Instead of rolling my eyes in rejection of those words, I allowed them to sink in and settle. 
Thank you, Dad, for giving me the time and space to discover what you meant. To the class of 2022, you all will change the world once you find what makes you come alive and fearlessly pursue that life. You just have to allow yourself to see your potential. Allow yourself to be impressed by your brilliance and talent and inspired by your kindness. Because once you do, there's no limit to the good that you can do. Be fearless, because fearlessness is what it takes to live on your own terms and to change the world if you feel so inclined. My class may seem like a large, loud, and rather rowdy bunch, but what we truly are is fearlessly loyal, hardworking, and kind. As seniors, you can choose to be unapproachable and conceited, or you can be loving and inclusive. My, ch my class chose the latter, and we truly put our hearts into our roles as leaders and mentors to the younger students. I could be talking about our SPC achievements or our National Merit Scholar, but I don't want to share our stats. Instead of telling you what kind of athletes, musicians, artists, and scholars we are, I want to extol the kind of people we are. First, we fearlessly love each other. Whether you've been a part of the class of 2022 since primary or since your freshman year, we are grateful for each and every one of you. Cassidy gives us the rare chance to have tight-knit classes, and we definitely have seized that opportunity and ran with it. Whether we're screaming at stragglers to get in the class picture at senior sunset, or sitting all together on records, it's clear that we care about each other and value our relationships deeply. But even more wonderful is how we opened our circle to the entire high school. Some acts of love that have stood out to me are the football seniors welcoming underclassmen onto the team with open arms and making them feel valued and wanted by driving them to post-game Whataburger and high-fiving them in the halls. And the same goes for field hockey, volleyball, basketball, and all the other spaces where we could have chosen a superiority complex over building a family. More often than not, I found freshmen and juniors sitting with seniors at the booths and records, chatting and laughing as friends. There are also many academic classes with seniors, juniors, and underclassmen. Instead of being cold and distant and placing ourselves at the back of the class, we bonded with the other students and embraced the chance to be kind and be the thread that ties us all together. We are a class that fearlessly cares about others, about the world, and about how others see us in the world. We've made sure that the other students see us as friends, but it won't always be that way. Sometimes you'll be forced to live amongst people who do not see you as a friend. So, class of 2022, my charge to you is to remain fearless by living on your own terms, doing what, you, doing what makes you come alive, and pursuing kindness. You'll find that kindness comes most easily when you're at peace with yourself, but it's still necessary even when you're not satisfied with your life. So, dear classmates, while on your journey to discover what makes you come alive and fearlessly pursue that life, I hope you'll remember to be fiercely kind and work to brighten your days and the days of others. Because once you get where you're going, I hope you'll be most proud of where you've been. And as a memento of where we've been, everyone squeeze in. Thank you.